friends, and welcome back to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to call it. It's the show that helps you grow. That's right. Just um, by, by the way, my name's Jason. This is Linda, spiritual growth team here at Saddleback. Just a friendly reminder, Doable Discipleship, a part of the Saddleback Church family of podcasts. So make sure to learn all about the good stuff coming from Saddleback at saddleback.com slash podcasts, or just check out the show notes below and you'll see links to all that good stuff. Today, friends, we are talking about spiritual gifts. Now, spiritual gifts, I've always found, is kind of a topic of, it's always interested people. Sure. I think people love to take, you know, spiritual gift assessments Mm -hmm. or kind of hear about them, but so much of it kind of feels mysterious. Right. So much of it feels kind of like, I don't know. I'm not 100% (laughs) sure what my spiritual gifts are or what you know I've heard what that I they do exist with them. <laughs> yeah all that stuff and yes there is some mysteriousness to it right. uh, or you could even say mystery which probably yeah, is maybe. the more accurate word um yeah, but what we want to do is kind of give a little primer for you mm-hmm. on uh spiritual gifts so let's start with just a basic definition of spiritual gifts right because when we put so so what we're looking at is the abilities that God gives to believers for service in the church. That's the body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? So they are spiritual gifts or gifts that operate in the realm or the sphere of the Holy Spirit. That means that they are in partnership with the Holy Spirit. They mm-hmm. are induced by the Holy Spirit. And while the source of each spiritual gift is God— Right. This does not necessarily mean that a spiritual gift is the ability to do something supernatural. Right. So it doesn't necessarily, you know, yes, there are some, and we'll get to a kind of a list and, and talk about some spiritual gifts. Sure. There. Now, not every spiritual gift is miracles. Right. Right. Where it's like, wow, that was supernatural. Some of them are a bit more uh, understated, sure. but nonetheless important. So, Linda, there's a, a verse that kind of captures what we're talking about with this definition of spiritual gift. Would you share that with us? Sure. It is. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 7, and it says this, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Yeah, so all of that stuff, the gifts, service, working, that's all pointing towards the same thing that we're mm-hmm, talking about, mm-hmm. these spiritual gifts that God gives us, um, as we said, uh, to serve the you know, uh, to serve the church, the body of Christ, and to be kind of an instrument for God, to be, you know, the hands and feet in action of God mm-hmm. um, on, on earth, which is important. So now some of the gifts— are kind of natural abilities that are heightened. Sure. You know, kind of like uber abilities. <laughs> it's just done in a different way, in a, in a heightened, more profound way. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, at the direction and directed by the Holy Spirit. So the ability, as we said, is from God to do a work for God. So, um, there's uh, a verse from Zechariah that talks uh, about this too. Um, it's, it says, then he answered and he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, one of our favorite people in the Bible, yes. saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. That's from 
Zechariah 4, 6. It's kind of, it's, it's pointing that back to saying, hey, this isn't something I can do on my own. Right. This isn't just Jason or Linda or you listening able to do this. Right. This is with help in partnership from God. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So <clears throat> you've kind of alluded to it a little bit already, but <clears throat> one of the distinctives of a spiritual gift is what we get it for. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that you might have a regular ability or a regular skill that you can, you know, just use in your regular life, but spiritual gifts have a, a separate purpose and it's kind of threefold. So the purpose of spiritual gifts is to edify, which is just a fancy word for build up yeah, or to encourage or to comfort the church. So they're very specific purposes for these gifts. Mm -hmm. If you have a spiritual gift, you will be doing one of those three things with it. Yeah. It will not be for your own benefit or for your own. um, It will not be just for yourself. Um, And it's generally acknowledged when we look at the, we're going to look in a little bit at the lists of spiritual gifts um, that we find in the new Testament, but it's generally acknowledged that those are not exhaustive lists as though um, these are just, these are the, only gifts that exist. Um, many believe that there are as many gifts as there are needs in the body of Christ. So John Piper, I love his definition of spiritual gifts. And it says that a spiritual gift is an expression of faith that aims to strengthen faith. And I thought that was powerful because again, it's empowered by the Holy spirit. It's something that God has given you and its purpose then is to strengthen the faith of others, whether through encouragement or through building up. So I just, I loved that. So another thing that I want to clarify is the difference between a spiritual gift and an ability or a talent. And again, this is something, because somebody will say, well, there's a lot of really talented teachers out there. The spiritual gift of teaching, how is that different? Yeah. And so um, I was digging around and I found this definition on Cruz website. And it just said that spiritual gifts are different from talents. Talents are specific abilities like skill at the piano or in a sport. Talents can be practiced and developed through hard work. People who do not have the Holy Spirit within them still have many talents. Some of them might look like the gifts listed, but they cannot access the enabling power of the Holy Spirit in exercising those talents. So again, one of the defining features is the power of the Holy Spirit in using it. But here's here's kind of an important separation. Both abilities or talents and spiritual gifts are given by God. And all people have abilities, not just believers, right? So you might have, I mean, lots of people have abilities. And abilities can be used for our own purposes, but only believers have spiritual gifts. And these, to be effectively used, have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And again, they're expressly given to be be used to build up the church. Yeah, so again, God made you, so God you know, designed you, built you with skills and talents. Sure. In it, you know, so it's, it's not like you could say like, oh, well, I'm, I'm good at this solely because of mm-hmm. my own doing. Right. Yes. Sometimes, you know, a lot of it also comes from just the way that God wired you. Right. If you are not musically inclined, it is highly unlikely that a lot of practice will still make you like, <laughs> you know, an expert musician. <laughs> But 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 what we were saying is a spiritual gift mm-hmm. is a different thing. It is something that God is using 
uh, as uh, as Linda said, to to edify, to build up the church, to to encourage the church, you know, encourage one another for spiritual work. Yes. So just wanted to make sure you're not saying, whoa, 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 wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not saying that God didn't give me the ability to do this. No, God did. But we're talking about something different. Spiritual gifts, as we were saying, something a little bit different. Right. And that's where we'll start getting into those a little bit right now, right? So maybe you're wondering, I've never even heard, I don't know what all the spiritual gifts are. Sure. Jason, please tell me. <laughs> well, happy to oblige. <laughs> um, there, are, there are three main places in the Bible um, in in the New Testament that talk about spiritual gifts. And they literally give lists of yeah. spiritual gifts. So quickly, I'll run through these lists, and then we're going to kind of unpack a couple of them. Not all of them, because uh, that, that would take a very long time. And there are plenty of websites that do a good job of saying what different gifts are. Um, but we'll unpack some of them. So in Romans 12, which is the passage that we uh, read our um, our verse from earlier, um, Paul lists uh, gifts here, including exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy, prophecy, service, and teaching. Mm-hmm. So again, maybe some of those are ringing some bells for you. You, you know, maybe you're wondering, huh, I didn't know that was a spiritual gift. Maybe that's something that God's working in in me. Maybe. We'll talk about that. Um, we also see more gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. These lists the gifts of administration, apostle, discernment, faith, healings, helps, knowledge, miracles, prophecy, teaching, tongues, tongues interpretation, and wisdom. Now, if you're just somebody who loves hearing lists read on a podcast, you're loving this right now. <laughs> Ephesians 4... Verse 11 also says the gift of apostle, evangelism, pastor, prophecy, teaching. And then elsewhere in the New Testament, we see certain gifts mentioned such as celibacy, hospitality, martyrdom, missionary, volunteer, poverty, voluntary poverty. Now, a couple of these, probably you're going, I don't, I don't want I don't, that gift. <laughs> well, I don't want that gift, right? The classic one is martyrdom. That's the one that yeah. you hope that you don't get. You use it once. Um <laughs> <laughs> but but there's others that you may go, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Or there's others like, wait a second, I have some questions around that. So we've identified a couple that we may that we just want to unpack a little bit. First, the gift of exhortation. Yeah. You may be wondering, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, does it hurt? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what this means is it's encouragement, right? And particularly it's a specific spiritual encouragement where you can um, speak to people who are wavering in their faith. Mm-hmm. It's it's a guidance back to back to the faith. That encouragement. It's almost like a fiery encouragement. Yeah, fiery to help people um, remember the truths of God. How much God right. loves them. How, you know, God God saved them, and all that. You know, it's and so it's this gift of encouragement in that way. So maybe that's something that you have. Maybe you're like, huh, I find that God uses me a lot to speak to people who are having doubts or concerns yeah, or all exactly. that stuff. If so, maybe, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> other ones that we wanted to bring up, the gift of faith. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, I'm confused. Right. Um, doesn't everybody have the gift of faith if they believe in Jesus to be Savior? Yeah, yes. everybody has a faith, right? That is true. However, the gift of faith is really talking about living with a certain boldness mm-hmm. in your confidence 
in Christ. Mm-hmm. It, kind of, it, 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 it allows you to, to speak to things, to drive things, to, to, to live in a certain profound way mm-hmm. that where others may, may feel um, intimidated or, t- or, or maybe like, ah, I don't know if that's a great idea. You have this, just the spiritual gift of bold faith right? of saying like, no, I know this is a God driven thing in mm-hmm. having that confidence to push not just yourself through, but other people through right. and things. Right? <clears throat> I found myself drawn toward trusting God more when I'm around somebody who has the gift of faith and sure. they're like trudging, you know, they're just like marching forward and I'm like, okay, I'm going to like yeah. jump on your coattail, begin, you know, and, and come along with you on this faith journey because their leadership is so strong and their faith is so strong that it encourages me when mine is not as strong. Yeah. And I think, I think with a bunch of these, what it's, it's a sense of like something feels different about the way that this person is engaging in mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. Some people might call it a certain, a je ne sais quoi, Ooh. but really it's, it's the work of the spirit. Right. That's what you're sensing. Yeah. Right. So like Linda, what you were just saying about, I feel drawn to, to people who have this bold, this, this faith, this bold faith. It feels like we can do anything. Right. You know, it's that, you know, it's that classic, we're going to charge hell with squirt guns thing that Pastor Rick would use to talk about that certain bold faith. You know, there's, there's a magnetism to that. Absolutely. It's that, yes, you've said it. I believe that we can do this. Right. That's the spirit. Yeah. That's the spiritual part of the spiritual gift. Right. Encouraging my faith that isn't as strong. Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so we, okay, so that was faith. Giving, the spiritual gift of giving. This is another one worth talking about for, for a little bit, right? Because, again, what we're not saying is, or I should say, what you should not be saying <laughs> is, oh, I don't have the spiritual gift of giving. I guess I can close up my wallet at church. <laughs> You know, that's, that's that not, not, not what we're saying, right? Giving, it's like, it's like you were, it's like God, or I should say in this case, it's like the Holy Spirit is giving you just an extra helping of generosity. Mm-hmm. It's like when he gives you this spiritual gift, he just adds in an extra dollop of generosity. And really what a person with the spiritual gift of giving has, it's you, is they have this certain, just this love forgiving that they continuously go out of their way or go above and beyond or even just find new ways to be giving right to be helping people who may not have as much or who may be in a certain need sure and it's just an just a spirit-led overflow mm-hmm of giving, of just being this resource that God can use Absolutely. to bless others or bless the church or whatever it is. Well, I think if some of us were honest, it was like, we give because out of obedience, we should, we do. And then there are people that are just like, they cannot wait. They are looking for every opportunity. And it's like... Exactly. And and yes, God wants to grow in each of us a character of generosity. Sure. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this... You know, it's it's a different kind of spirit. Let just mm-hmm. you're always thinking of these ways to be living um, in a giving lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Just always mm-hmm. find yourself in these opportunities and places because God knows that that He gave you this gift and He can use you in this way. Right. 
Um, so a, a couple more that, that I wanted to mention. Knowledge, the spiritual gift of knowledge. Sure. Uh, now, this is not like uh, when God gives you this spiritual gift— he uh, he just imbues like the encyclopedia yeah. into your head. Instant brain dump. Right. It's not like the Matrix being plugged in, you know, and being given a memory card and oh, I know um, kung fu, you yeah. know, kind of thing. That's not what we're we're talking about. Knowledge more is talking about an understanding of this world and its connection to God's work, and it generally comes through. It, or is shown in conversations with individuals. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is having a problem or you are in a ministering setting kind of, you know, a place and you're having these conversations, God may use, have given you or use the spiritual gift of wisdom to just talk, to talk about things in relation to the way that the world works and the way that God works in it mm-hmm. in a way that you're like, I may not have known that before. I had ever thought yeah. about this. So clearly this is a spirit thing. This is exactly. Because this is not a thought I had ever had. You right. Know, okay? As it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, that was good. Thanks, Lord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so so that's that. And it ties. It often ties to the gift of wisdom. Sure. Different gifts, but they are um, often seen in connection with each other. Wisdom, then, is more speaking to situations and people and pointing towards a righteous truth, mm-hmm. right? Pointing back to what the Bible says of righteous truth living right it's it's being able to um it's the gift of being able to make good sense of like the wisdom literature we see in in proverbs mm-hmm. or in one of the of the wisdom books and being able to tie that into situations really well that you're talking with people about right and it's you know so often you see that tied to the gift of leadership too of being mm-hmm. you know where you, you may be considered a person that people come to Often because they 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 see you as wise or with this wisdom, right. and they're coming with problems, and knowing that you will see see the God working behind the problem, right? See the spiritual connection within mm-hmm. it, and and the truth that's in it, you know, right. it, that it points to. Mm-hmm. You say, well, I know that the Bible says this. Let's talk about this and see how this is connected. Yes, that's what we're talking about usually with the spiritual gift of wisdom. So again, that was just a little uh, a look at some of the ones that maybe you're like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know so much about. What does this say? Because others are a bit more clear. Teaching. Yeah, that's clear. <laughs> that's clear. You got the gift of teaching, right? Or the gift, you know, miracles, again, yeah. can be pretty clear. <laughs> Absolutely. But one of the things we have to remember is that this is not an exhaustive list. Like there's nowhere that says that these are the only gifts that exist. And if it, you know, yeah, nothing it else say, is, so it be written, so it be done. Yes. Like, yeah. like this is all that there is. These are the ones that are identified, but at the same time, so, so there are probably, you know, there are more spiritual gifts than what are listed, but at the same time, not every single thing you do for the kingdom is necessarily a spiritual gift. I mean, yeah. it, it might just be an act of service. It might just be, walking in obedience to Jesus, you know? Exactly. And so, so it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, as we, as we said, God is still building in you character mm-hmm. and we are still called to live a Christ-like life. So we are still called to do these things even without saying, you know, you have the spiritual gift, right? Right. We are still called to serve in ministry mm-hmm. even if you don't have the spiritual gift of service. Sure. You know, we're still called to love each other, mm-hmm. even if you do not have the spiritual gift of mercy. Right. Again, as we said, those are kind of like 
and above and beyond spirit led activeness right. in that er- in those areas. Not to say that you're not to be living in those areas. Right. <laughs> Let it be clear. Yes. <laughs> yes. So <clears throat> one of the things that people often think about is like, well, how many spiritual gifts do I have? Do I have one? Do I have two? Do I have five? How many? And do I have the same as somebody else? <laughs> and we know, here's what we know from scripture is that every believer receives at least one gift. That's very, very clear. Um, First Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. And then we already looked at 1 Corinthians 12, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So we know that everyone receives at least one, but it doesn't specify how many a person will receive. It doesn't say you can have, you know, at least one, but a maximum of four. You know, there's nothing like that. So we do, you know, but these are gifts of grace given at God's discretion. So whatever you have, you want to use it for his glory, but there's not like, we're not like ticking off a list and well, I found three, that's it. You know, I'm good to go. <laughs> um, so just to know that, I mean, you may discover that you have one or two or, you know, it. you're not looking, it's not something that you achieve. So it's not like, oh, well, I've got more than them. It's, it's just, according to his grace, he gives gifts for the building up of the church. So how many you have is, is. Yeah. Not, it, that's not the main thing. Yeah. It, yes. It, it's not that one person is better or more spiritual. Right. If they seem to exhibit more spiritual gifts or right. have certain gifts and others, right? It's not like there are, there are some gifts that are reserved for super Christians. Right. And some that are reserved for, well, you know, I'm kind of the B team hero kind of thing. Right. That's not, that's not the case. Right? No, there's an entire passage that talks about, oh, you know, even the unseen parts, even the unseen things have as much value as those that are, are much more visible. So Exactly. Um, so, uh, and again, a question that we, that we may be wondering, especially if the idea of spiritual gifts are new, is you're like, okay, so what is, how does it like feel when I get right. these gifts? Like, will I know that I receive them? Mm-hmm. Do I get like an, an email? <laughs> you know? Is it like is it, is it like a Power Ranger where I like transform? I, I get my no, that would be cool power suit on, you know, like kind of thing. Uh, no, it doesn't yeah. quite. It doesn't. It doesn't quite work that way, right? Now, spiritual gifts, you know, as we've said this whole time, is they're a working of the Holy Spirit. So clearly, those come when the Holy Spirit start, you know, is invited and lives in your life mm-hmm. at the moment of salvation, right? So. Spiritual gifts are, are are generally not exhibited before salvation. Right. God can do amazing things, but a spiritual gift comes from the Holy Spirit living in you. Right. Um, and again, it's not like you, it's not like at salvation, uh, the heavens part <laughs> and God says, here are the gifts I anoint you with. Right. And you're like, whoa, that's not the one I wanted. Yeah. You know, <laughs> can I get a do over? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> um, instead, what what happens is they start to come up as you are living, as God is working through you. Yeah, that is where you will most generally see them. Well, for me, for example, um, you know, I accepted Christ when I was twelve, and I had always been horribly shy. I mean, I couldn't even give a book report. You know, being in front of people was like not. On the list of things that I would do, it would not be one I'd choose. Yeah. And yet, when 
I was saved, I was clearly, I got the gift of teaching. And now as a junior hire, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I, I didn't even know to have it or to use. I hadn't taken any spiritual gifts inventories. I didn't know that. But what I did start to experience was people saying, wow, you have a really interesting way of taking complicated things and making it clear. Mm-hmm. And that happened all through school. Like I'd restate what the teacher said and they were like, wow, you have a really, you have a knack for that. The teacher didn't say it that way. Right. <laughs> They're like, can we write it down the way she said it? It made more sense. Can you put it on the test the way she said it? <laughs> yeah. But that happened in Bible studies and chemistry classes for many years before I finally had somebody go, you know what I think I see in you? Mm-hmm. And they called it out and it was like, oh, I never would have thought that that was something that God would call me to do, especially since I hated public speaking and was horribly shy. Mm. But as then I had opportunity to use it, then I saw that God opened the door and people were like, you're really good at that. I'm, I'm moved and ministered to and encouraged when you teach. And it was like, oh, so that's how I found out that I had that gift was by having people kind of notice an unusual skill set that I never knew I had, but then God used it for his glory and people were like, no, that's a gift that you have. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I think that's an important point is sometimes, you know, God is using this gift through you and sometimes you don't even realize that that's what it is or that's what God is doing. Yeah. And that's okay, right? Right. God's not going like, oh, I'm, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use this in you until you know that you can do it. And you met, you know, like God is at work through you. And just having that openness, that availability to let God work through you and trusting that he is. Right. Like, and again, it's something that you can be talking with God about is, God, I I want to be more aware of the way that you're working through mm-hmm. me. You know, mm-hmm. help me open my eyes in those in that way to see the things. Great. That's an awesome prayer. Now, it doesn't mean that God is is not going to be working through you unless you have open eyes right. to see, right? So sometimes, as, 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 as Linda was saying, is you can be having a spiritual gift that you have been using in ways that you didn't even realize right. that that's what it was. Right, and then, like I said, a mentor kind of called it out and named it for me, but then even still, I had to practice. I had to learn. I had mentors that taught me how to do it well. It's not like it came fully formed and like I was ready to get up and start teaching. It was like... God had a lot of work that he was doing in me, you know, through just the sanctifying work of growing me up through being a rebellious teenager. That was part of it, but also learning how to speak and how to carefully and clearly teach God's word and how to do that effectively. That's something I also learned. So just because I had the gift of teaching didn't mean that it, you know, you just open it and start going. It was like there was mentoring and there was teaching and there was practice and stewardship of the opportunity to where then I was given a platform and it was like, yes, you have demonstrated trustworthiness and faithfulness and you can use this gift. And and now you co-host a podcast. Now I'm, now I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's a common question. How do I discover my spiritual gifts? Sure. How do I know what they are right now? There are some really good spiritual gift inventories out there and assessments kind of Mm -hmm. stuff that you can take. Again, that's a classic thing. And if you if you're at Saddleback and you take um, and you take the, it's now called Discover Your Purpose Three, Three. Um, ministry class. Mm-hmm. They do a shape profile in that, and we've done uh, episodes on shape in the past. But the um, 
but the S in shape stands for spiritual gifts. Sure. So it's a way to kind of help you discern a little bit of, hey, here are these different spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. How, are you seeing any of these play out in different ways in your life? Right. And maybe it's because you have that spiritual gift. So again, it's kind of helping you discern um, how you've seen God working through you in your life. Um, so that is one way mm-hmm. is to is to take you know these assessments and just take the time to really think about it. You are even welcome to just do this on your own and sure. just have have an extended quiet time with God, where you're just yeah. talking about spiritual gifts with Him and say, "God, help me to see these, yeah, help absolutely. me to understand these in a new way." Right? But again, it's also just an opportunity for you to go back and just think about the ways in which you see God at work in you mm-hmm. and through you. Right? If you find yourself having conversations. Don't mind that. <laughs> um, for some reason, we've been having a number of people walk in and out of this room today. This never, never happened. It has never happened. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in, in having conversations with other people, too, and, to, and asking them, hey, how have you seen God working through yeah. me? Have you noticed this? Like for Linda being told, hey, you have a gift of teaching, right? And allow yourself to ask people and have people speak in. And if you're if you go and say, I'm I'm really struggling to kind of get a sense of what spiritual gifts I might have, yeah. bring someone else into that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an important point. So um again, um those are just some some different ways to to start to figure out what it is that God is doing. And maybe there's a spiritual gift that you have that God just hasn't brought into fruition yet in your life. Sure. Another way you can begin to discover what your gifts are, start serving in a ministry. Yeah. You know, I mean, just if you're passionate about something, if you're excited about something, you're drawn to it, jump in and start serving. And you may discover through just getting into motion and getting into an environment where you have the opportunity to, to serve in different ways, you may find a giftedness, a giftedness that way. Just yeah. by being involved, we used to call it test driving ministries, you know, yeah. try something new. You yeah. may discover something about yourself you never expected. Yeah. So whether you're at Saddleback or at a different church, uh, connect with some of the pastors at your church and say, sure. I want to start serving in different ministries. Yeah. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that nobody's going to tell you, uh, probably yeah. not. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and again, and, and there's a point that's worth making here is that not everybody um, exhibits or works their gifts the same way. Right. Sometimes it looks differently sure, sure, in, di- sure, sure. in different cases, right? And that's because, A, uh, every person is different. Right. So everybody just innately works differently than other mm-hmm. people. And B, God doesn't always work the same way every time. Yeah. God wants to work in different situations specific to that situation in sure. a way that only God can, right? right? And so... God may, you know, exhibit and do a different a gift. If you have the same gift as somebody else, cool, but it may be shown differently. It may sure. be activated and worked out in a different, different way. way. Mm-hmm. And that's all cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, <clears throat> based on, you know, your, just what experiences you have, what your personality is, like all those things, that's what I love about the way that we do it here is that it it takes into account all of the things that can sort of mitigate and influence the way we use our gifts and how and where we use them. So. Yeah, you made the good point um, as you were prepping this part is that um, 
like the gift of teaching, for example, sure, right, looks differently when you're teaching to adults as it does to kids or right. to students. Now, there's one spiritual gift of teaching, right? but it can manifest itself into different ways. Right, because if I love kids, then that's probably where I'm going to be exercising my gift. If I don't want, I'm not going to be in children's <laughs> ministries. <laughs> so, so we've talked so much about these gifts and discovering them. One of the things that, you know, you might wonder is, well, if I don't discover it or if I don't use it right, can I lose it? Can it go, what, you know, does God give and take away? And the Bible doesn't talk about like taking it away. It talks about like, if we're not faithful, then we lose the opportunity to do the things that God has called us to do. We talks about, we, you know, lose effectiveness. We lose fruitfulness, you know, that we can be like a dried up vine or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't ever say that, you know, that God gives and takes and, you know, well, now you're good. You can have it. Oh, I didn't like that. Take it back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If not used by, then repossessed. Yes. There's not an expiration date. However, when you begin to think about spiritual gifts as God's invitation to participate in his kingdom work in the church through you, through your life, and that he's given you these specific gifts to be used for the building up of his family, it becomes something you want to discover, you want to steward well, because you want to be a part of what he's doing. Hmm. So, Yeah, I think, yeah, we mentioned at the beginning of this episode that some parts of this conversation around spiritual gifts are a bit mysterious. Yeah. There are some things that are unknown, because because the Bible doesn't necessarily make it explicitly clear. Right. These are the gifts that you have forever from the moment you became a Christian right. until the end of time. Or it doesn't say that you are given these four gifts and these are what you get. Right. For the end. It doesn't talk about it like the way it talks about God using spiritual gifts through us to certain, you know, to build up, to encourage and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I know pastors who kind of, who have a sense of like, well, there's a chance that, you know, God will give you a gift, a spiritual gift in a moment because he wants to use you a certain way. And then once that moment has, or that, that moment or that season or whatever has passed, then maybe you don't have that gift anymore. Right? And instead God is, has given you something, something different. That's all right. Again, it's all, this falls into the mystery of the gift. What we do know is God gives spiritual gifts to believers for his purposes. Yeah. Before we started this and when we were chatting, we were talking about Bezalel and Aholiab. I just like saying their names. I know you do. I, I do. Know you, were, I do. you were excited to get to. I was excited <laughs> to say them. But, you know, the Bible's really clear that when they were building the tabernacle, it says that God gave them specific gifts and talents to create the beautiful tapestries of the tabernacle. Yeah. But we don't know if they lived the rest of their lives as super creative if people. they said, woohoo, and just went on and did other, and did, you know, beautiful embroidery things. all around, you know, Israel. We yeah. don't know that, but yeah. God gave them, he came upon them for a specific purpose and gave them a gift in that moment. And, and to kind of what you were talking about before, God may enable you to do something in a moment that you've never done before and you never do again. Yeah. And is it latent? Is it gone? The Bible doesn't say. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's again, a part of the mystery, but again, that's all of it too is a part of your personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So that if, if that's something that you are wondering about and you're really struggling with is I felt like I used to have this, but I don't know. I don't feel it anymore. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't sit the same way. Talk with God about it. Yeah. Because it may be that you had a season where you were using it and now maybe 
it's, you know, maybe God's doing something else through your life and that's okay. It's not a punishment. It's not a discipline. It's just a different season of your life. Our lives are definitely characterized by seasons. And there are times when, you know, you're, you're doing one thing and, and God has you in a space and then you move to something else and you're doing entirely different things. And that's not, it's not a good or bad. It's just where God has you. Yeah. Well, I hope that this conversation around spiritual gifts has, has kind of wet your whistle a little bit into learning a little bit more about spiritual gifts. We'll have um, some links in the show notes below for you to be able to check out a little bit more on that stuff. And um, yeah, it's been a fun conversation. For sure. So I hope it's been a fun conversation for you. Friends, we love you. We'll be back next week with another fun-filled episode of Doable Discipleship. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week